0: Today, I can look at you in the eyes and say, I am amazing and I deserve my success and amazing things are going to happen now. I'm ready.
1: Oh, that's <laughs> so, amazing. Thanks, You've given sweet. me inspiration now. Oh,
0: Thank yeah. I, I love to inspire people. I love to um, lift people. So that Coppola thing, when this uh, woman told me that on the phone, I look at my husband, I said, you know what? I don't have to justify anymore and and, and look at people like hey take me in your agency how you mean no, no, no. i said i want to do something else yeah. and i tried different things and then uh i met someone who knew how to do dubbing you know for live action it's a very famous thing in france we've been dubbing uh any languages turning you know the voices into french for the since the 40s but the Americans only use subtitles so we invited a big studio in burbank because my partner knew somebody who's big at netflix who wanted to get into live action dubbing and i started to create that huge department dubbing department in 2018 at runabout entertainment and i discovered finally all these potentials and talents that I have, I could put them all together because I, you know, because I, saw, I was also uh, a singer and also a pianist. I, I, my ear is very good. So I knew how to cast the voices
1: mm. and I knew
0: how to talk to the client to make them feel good. Don't worry, we're going to get the right voices and then get the right people to direct the actors, the right sound engineers. And then and then I, I, I became this dubbing producer Uh, voice casting, voice director, and I had no idea I was going to be so passionate and so joyful about pushing actors. And being on the other side of pushing them made me see what I was not doing right. You know, I also saw How respectful American actors are, they're disciplined, they're grateful, they're always on time, they don't complain. You know, I have to say in my country, they complain a lot you know and it's everybody's in fault France. It's nev- oh yes it's so yeah. hard the, the mentality Dan is so hard in my country they will find always a way to criticize in the negative way first before starting to act on things with a positive value you know wow. you need to work with very high end people uh, to only work with you know positive and creative energy it was hard and I'm really a victim of my environment if everybody's negative around me I'm going to be negative and I'm going to be very good at it <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah yeah. And then, and then in, in in California they're more open and hardworking, proactive. They don't understand when you say, "Oh yeah, I don't like that. It's shit." And I, they look at you, they go, uh, okay. <laughs> "Okay." And you know yeah, what? You're yeah, yeah. right. What what good yeah. are you gonna bo- do with criticizing all the time? And I still have that in my personality. Uh, you know, a little bit of it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, you can't completely deny your uh, upbringings, but definitely uh, being with actors uh on the other side was just amazing and then of course you know what happens when you're in these big studios you're running around and then you know all of a sudden there's a director who's like fanny fanny go behind the mic can you do this voice can-? i'm like honey I, 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 it's in english right are you gonna hear my french accent it's like no i know you can do it and then the acting <laughs> came back because they were like but you can act. I'm like, whoa, guys, I, I told you, I've been an actor for a long time. So all of a sudden, I was, and I, I will send you my dubbing uh. demo because you're going to love this. And the, the most fun I've had was with the older ladies. Like, really? really? Oh, ho, 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 you're hot, Are they more love. open or what? For some reason, when you look at a character you know like for example let's say she's russian and she's half drunk she's 65 and she's horny she's horny okay and yeah. she's like come on guys you know let's party <laughs> it's gonna be fun <laughs> and then you melt yourself so much into the body language and i I steal, you know, you steal the body language when you dub, you know, and you follow the rhythm of it. It's a very specialized uh, skill actually to have, yeah. but I just, I was just very good at it. And I was starting to make my directors laugh. My sound engineers laugh and like, what the fuck did you <laughs> came up with that character? We don't even hear your accent because you become it. And all of a sudden I drop my accent and I'm like, guys, I miss acting. And they're like, well, you're fucking good at it. So, so what happens is like the pandemic hit, unfortunately. Yeah, I my husband developed an amazing remote way of doing everything we're doing in studios. The But the actor would be at home, the sound engineer at home and uh, the director at home. OK, well, it was we saved some projects. The studio was still getting the mixes. I was like, cool, it, everybody's going to be happy. We saved it. I wanted to keep everybody at work. But of course, you know, politically, I'm no one. I'm a little independent contractor. So guess what? They didn't like that. Started to right. create some stuff especially the partner I was with the studio was is okay I still have a wonderful relationship with them but you know some people need to say well I had my it was my idea I did yeah, this I'm yeah. like no you didn't you said yeah. after the the pandemic hit you said oh we're gonna go back to the studio in May I was like guess what dude we're not I know we're not <laughs> and shit is hitting the fan so and then you know after at that moment I had like almost like over 35 productions under my belt you know tv yeah. series da 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 uh, films you know and i, I was burned out so i went independent and okay. i started to to record from my own house du- doing dubbing productions which is very hard everybody needs to be set up at the, the same level
1: you're you scared to, to be... do that or what
0: well i mean you had a point then where Shit hit the fence so hard with the pandemic in LA. Everybody was so desperate and scared mm. that you don't even have the time to ask yourself if you're scared. You just <laughs> yeah, got to get your shit. You got to yeah. co- continue and make money as an independent contractor. It was very hard. Mm. Uh, I was tired. I should have taken a vacation at that time but because I was independent contracting. I didn't have any unemployment.
1: Right. Yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. Being, it's a flow keep, on. Yeah.
0: Keeping your freedom is is tough sometimes, as you I'm sure you you know, right? Mm -hmm. So I decided in May to move to Nevada. This is where I am right now, where I'm speaking to you from, because it's four hours from LA. Uh, There's not so many people fucking dying in the streets because you have to know in LA, so many people now are living in tents. People like you and Mm -hmm. I Mm -hmm. lost everything. They still have their computers, their phone, but they're in a tent, Mm -hmm. okay? With Starlink, right? Mm -hmm. And it's not getting better then. And I told my husband... It's so hard. And I was just like, I was telling my husband, I was like, you know, honey, uh, I'm too sensitive. It's too hard for me. And I love Mm -hmm. LA. I have a soft spot for LA. LA gave me opportunities, you know, and and opportunities to find myself as an artist. And uh, so we moved here. It's only four hours driving distance or an hour's flight. So I go back to LA only to direct now dubbing or to act. And I only produce that. Produce from my home, so I don't go to do the crazy executive producer thing for studios in LA anymore. Not because I don't like it, but now that the it, it's a new it's a new skill, it's a new way of making money. They want to make volume, quality is being hurt, and that hurts me. <laughs> so I I would rather yeah. do one project at a time.
1: Can and- you, can we can we can we? I'm gonna jump into this. Can we go back? Can we go back from the start, um, Fanny? Because I want to know like. You, you talking about your childhood can you talk to me like how it was growing up because you grew up in france
0: yes so i grew up in a very cute uh southwest of france 80 miles north of bordeaux little, yep. little medieval town beautiful like for example uh our our court you know our center like when you go to uh do your um your paperwork, you know, when you need help from the city or whatever, the city hall. Thank you. It's a it's a little castle in the middle of the city. You know, it's beautiful, right? But this city, Angoulême, the name of it is, uh, in the few in the in the past in the history it was always a city that was attacked. Okay. You know, and there was mm. lots of ramparts. You know, it's like you you you. This city was always protecting itself from being attacked mm. from the from the north, from the south, from the east and it created a very paranoia ambiance for everyone I, yeah I think it's still there. people of uh, first of all small town provincial, very gossipy, mm. very insecure. Mm. Uh, it's wonderful to be raised there as a child because you can walk to school you know, I was going, I was a child, a child of the conservatory. So basically I started at six years old. I started to learn music analysis and then I started doing modern dancing. And then, uh, Eleven years old, I started to become a ballerina at the conservatory, National Conservatory, which is like all the exams that we get are the same one that that are that people get at the Parisian conservatory. So that's why it's a national one. We get all the same tests. Is
1: it very strict?
0: Like- Alors, what I love about it, it's like from like eleven to four fifteen, I was going at the conservatory. Also, on Tuesday afternoons and Thursday afternoons, I wouldn't go to school, to high school. I would go really? to the conservatory. And plus, I had also my dance classes at night. So it's not that strict. We felt more free there. Yeah. Because it was my, all my, all my students' mates were uh, musicians, violinist. violinists. violinists yeah. um, I mean, they were like, we were. They were all playing instruments. There were only two girls being ballerinas. It was me and another girl. I was also playing piano, but I had a private teacher. I was not learning piano at the conservatory. And we had that bond, mm. you know. Mm. Uh, I was happy at the conservatory. I was not happy in high school. I felt uh, that I was picked on a lot. Uh, I was bullied and I felt very uncomfortable because my mom didn't dress me well. <laughs> So um and my my dad was making good money but my mom had issues with money made, made made us basically believe that we were poor when we were not which is a real mind fuck when you grow mm. and uh so I was I was at school I was not happy I I grew up then having a kind of a provocative attitude because I was uh I was not safe at my home so I was—I wanted attention from the outside, you know. And you know, you, when right. you're a kid, you don't know how to do it. I was a very beautiful woman. I had an incredible body. So you know, I—it was good for me that all the guys wanted to be with me. For example, you know, I mm. kind—I kind of like—I like, I like to, to spark, to fire the, the, you know, the attention a little bit. J'étais, comme on dit en français, une allumeuse. Like I like to to you know that <laughs> guys were looking at my butt. You know, it was just yeah, like yeah, I yeah. had that behavior yep, where I, I needed to build self-confidence. Mm. that way, which is not the right way, but this is the, all I knew. And, yes. um, uh, I was not, um, uh, losing myself into uh divorcery and all that, but I needed definitely to know that, you know, guys wanted me, it was important for me. Um, then mm. what happened is that I had a very, very bad falling out with my family. My mom left my dad in a very poor way for somebody else. I saw my dad crashing. Mm. Uh, of tears for six months i took care of him then he found somebody and then completely got involved so i it was a double abandonment for me uh, my family broke up then my father went to do his own thing and really i mean i was pushed away uh from my mother a lot so she finally got what she wanted she pushed me away i disappeared i went to paris
1: wow and- how old were you then
0: Uh, I left uh, after graduating high school. I did one year in Bordeaux uh, because I booked a uh extra role in an opera house in bordeaux the biggest opera house in, in in bordeaux they're doing operas so for a year i was hired as an extra but it was like i was getting also roles that were not sang because i'm not an opera singer so basically yeah. i was wearing yeah. those amazing period costumes from oh, renaissance yeah. you know, i worked on uh, don carlo by verdi i did i mean i did some mozart mozart pieces so it was uh, good
1: experience
0: <laughs> oh it the music, uh, mm. the directing, the singers, the actors, opera singers, or rock stars, man, they're crazy. Oh,
1: yeah, they're amazing. They
0: go. They go, man. They party. <laughs> I don't know oh, how do to do it.
1: Really, yeah. Oh,
0: my God. the The highest <laughs> level ones? are the nastiest one. Oh, they wow. Get, they go. They're like, okay, funny. Now you're going to show me where we can go out and drink and, and dance. And I'm like, well, oh wow. you, tomorrow you sing. I'm like, not a worry. And, I mean, it's just the way it is. It's like those people there. I don't know where they get their strength, but they like to have fun. So yeah. those, this, is this was amazing. But at the same time I prepared, I wanted to try to be accepted at uh, the Parisian Conservatory. I, in okay. Paris. So I prepared by myself uh, the entrance exam and I I booked it. Actually, I got a very good grade, uh, uh, but I was very young. I was 19 at that time. So a member of the jury came to see me and he said, look, you're amazing, but you need training. So train for three months. And then so we you try to get the second exam to enter the conservatory. Right. right. So I did. I went to Cour Florent which is the most praised uh, private acting school. I wow. did a, a workshop there for three weeks. There was a teacher there was really, the problem that when you're pretty and when you're good looking, you, ultimately at that time, you, you you will start to meet some, you know, and you know, you always feel that that atmosphere. It's like, you know, you have a great meeting with someone and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, uh, this is where I live. And do you want to give me a mm. massage? I mean, that happened to me. Mm. What the fuck, you know? Or, or, yeah, no, you don't need to audition. Just come to dinner with us.
1: Mm. No, yeah, I
0: need to audition. You need to know if I can fucking act, okay? It's yeah. not going to happen during dinner. It's sad,
1: isn't it? Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. Then for us as women, I mean, it calmed down a little bit with the hashtag me Too, but the hashtag MeToo also created more paranoia, but the vice and the sickness of some people... It's not because hashtag Me Too is here that those people started to work on themselves, you know. It's like, dude, you got you have issues. You need to work on yourself. And hashtag Me Too made, made people feel a little more paranoid. But uh, so and then the, you know they can't make those comments obviously now as they used to. But um, yeah, mm. there's still some you know still I, happening. You think? Oh, I think it does. Yeah, I mean, I'm mm. not touched by it because I'm you know I'm I'm yeah. auditioning from home now. Uh and I'm a big girl now. I you know, I use my big yeah. voice like this, and I say, What do you mean by that? And then that's it, <laughs> yeah. you know. It's like yeah. so, but again, I'm 50. You know, it took me you're that, 50? Yeah, I'm 50. Oh my gosh. So maybe you, you don't look younger than me. <laughs> so I have secrets though, but okay. I will tell share me my off secrets. air, yeah. Yeah, I'll share you. Uh we'll stay in touch, obviously, because we have a good feeling and I'll I'll give you my tricks. Okay, good. they're thank all you. healthy. thank yeah, you yeah, well, it, Keeps you going, you know. I heard um, meditating and,
1: uh, is really good for that sort of stuff as well. Meditation More is More for very mindset, good. I guess. Yeah.
0: yeah. And uh, to learn how to be kinder to yourself, mm. you know, all that stuff. So to go back to Paris, I started, I worked on it. I didn't get the second test to pass the conservatory in Paris, but I entered directly the third year of cours florent I did two third years. I graduated. Right and then I did, I had a little gig with Cedric Clapiche in Le Péril Jeune. It's, he's, a, he's a very famous uh, French director now. And then I moved to LA in 1994. And I learned how to act in English in 1994. I spent wow. seven years there. I booked my first gig as an actress in Titanic.
1: <laughs> That's insane. That's so insane. Have- what do you mean?
0: I know. It's like the-
1: James Cameron, yeah. yeah. Yeah, wow, wow, wow. Uh,
0: uh, wonderful to work with, uh, yeah, by the way, because a lot of good. people talk talk bad about him. Well, he's that's been only hear. fair and a great communicator. And, you know, yeah, I mean, it was hell uh, at, at, at the first quarter of the film. You know, he was already asking for more money. The water tanks uh, w- working in water is, 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 is terrible for production. Time's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a money thing.
1: Yeah,
0: It's not comfortable uh and for the actors they always oh. go and it's mm. never it's all it gets cold you, you need to keep the water tanks warm and you need to fucking shoot so it's it's very complicated uh i only had 10 days there i, I didn't get to film what i was shot what i was casted for i was supposed to lose it in a life's boat and see my lover you know fall off the, the the boat but uh for money reason they're like well fanny we we are raising that scene. We don't, we have to make choices. So I was lucky enough to stay in the film. You see my character being introduced. I will send you pictures. And uh, so I still exist and my number stayed in the credits so I could get residuals, which, you know, a lot of people, sometimes people stayed in Mexico Rosarito for six months of their life. And then they don't even see their hand in the film and they were there you know uh, it's
1: insane yeah
0: yeah it's uh and then you say well i worked in titanic oh yeah where i didn't see the name in the credit (laughs) you know so yeah 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 it's it's, uh it's 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 tough so that was my first little thing and then again i was not surrounded by the right people my manager at that time uh, instead of pushing me was more worried about her son's career than mine so Uh, uh, yeah yeah. it was it was it was tough I I I didn't get what I was supposed to get at that time again because I didn't know how to push myself I was here more to serve people than serving myself because I didn't know how else to be Um,
1: so how did you get into the voice acting side of it all
0: well because of the dubbing department I created in 2018
1: oh so this is only only recent
0: well, I did a little bit of voiceover in France for uh, some video games and some uh, children's programs and stuff okay. like that. I was starting to get into the voice business before I left France the second time, uh, before 2015. I knew I was there was something going on with it, uh, <laughs> but I didn't yeah. know how to really explore it. Um, but then it came back, yeah, with the dubbing department. And yeah. I, at that time because I was so great with actors because the thing is that when you know what they're going through, you talk to them with empathy and they never forget about you because they're like, but you're not like the other ones. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you are not I... like the other casting people you are not like the other directors You're, you you take the me. time yeah. you know me, you take mm. the time we talk about personal stuff my favourite actors, and I have a lot I know if they lost their mother I know if they got a surgery I know if they're hurting for money I know if they're not set up at home yet and I need to help them out I I know, it's like knowing people more personally your actors will help you to cast them better at the right time Mm -hmm. You know, if you lost your mom last month and your voice is perfect for this guy who is going through, let's say he lost his daughter in this film. I will cast you better. I said, "Look, honey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you something. You're perfect for it, and especially what you're going through right now. It's gonna be, it's gonna help you to exude. It's gonna be painful, but your emotions are gonna be so right at the surface. It's gonna be healing for you, and it's gonna be amazing for this project. Would you like to take it?" I said, "Oh, Fanny, the timing is perfect. Thank you so much. You know what I mean? It's mm. like when you put the humanity together, mm. because we're doing we're doing content, but with real human behavior." Yeah. So, let's be real.
1: Mm.
0: you know I so i re- I really started to create that dynamic, and the actors started to talk about me through their agent, especially Atlas Agency, which is some bo- sorry, an agency that I wanted to mention, if you can in your article or whatever you do yeah, because
1: yeah,
0: do. they're extremely smart uh so the agent I was talking to Heather. Uh, and she's extremely uh, serious, and she has so much empathy and care for her actors, and the first time we worked together, we had a little falling out, because the actress didn't understand I needed her for two weeks, she told me she was in town, actually she wasn't, and I called Heather, I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with your actress? She said she's available, then she's not, she's like, well she didn't understand, but the way she was defending her actress, and at the same time, the way she was talking to me, I was like, talking to a lawyer, I was not talking to an agent anymore, I was like, wow, I've learned so much from that woman right now. First of all, I apologized to her. I said, I apologize. I'm starting this job, uh, this series. It's one of my first ones. And, and she's like, well, you know what? It creates bond. You see how smart. So then we started to have this relationship. I only used her when I needed to go through her to find my actors. Oh, I was finding them by myself. I ask a lot, also for actors to refer their friends. You know, I like, for example, hey Christopher, you're amazing, but do you know somebody who has a little more of a raspiness behind or something there? And you're like, because when actors refer other actors, they ref- if if they, if they if they, I'm sorry, I have an issue with my phone. If they refer them, it's because they are impressed by them. So they refer- so with Heather we started to develop this relationship. One day yeah. she calls me. She's like, she's like, I don't know what you did to my actresses today because I was auditioning, <laughs> auditioning to them. I'm like, what do you mean? You know? I'm like, they're they they raving about you. They love you. They love you. They you're amazing. And again, I create that space where like I'm casting you, but I'm going to take you there. But we're going to have fun. We're collaborating. I'm not like the director who knows it all. No. I'm the actor who is also directing you and since you're an actor too we're going to collaborate so we laugh it's a collaboration
1: it's not like you're yeah. in charge you're the leader yeah. listen to me yeah
0: yeah and then yeah. we don't take ourselves seriously i always remind them i say guys we're not doing open heart surgery we're just feeding <laughs> stuff for netflix okay we're not yeah, saving yeah. lives we're helping people to support their shitty life when they watch Netflix at night. That's all we do, all right? We're not yeah. nurses. We're not doctors. Let's calm down.
1: So okay? do you do a lot of work for Netflix? Because I know you worked on the platform, which I love that movie. That was a that was a great movie.
0: Oh, yeah, that one. Oh, my
1: God. Oh, you love that film? <laughs> I don't. I, well, I don't know about love, but I, I enjoyed it, yeah.
0: Well, it was a very... So Netflix was extremely uh, tensed about it because they knew that it was going to be a hit. So we're going from Spanish into American. Yeah. And uh, for me, uh, Dan, it's the kind of film that's very hard to watch. That oh, fucking like eating, hundred like, percent. It's disgusting. Yeah, eating yeah. that that that, uh, oh. that guy. Hey, you know, I'm eating yeah. <laughs> You know, it was like, ugh. you know, after <laughs> two hours of that, I'm like, mm, it's too much. You know, it's oh, too much. Yeah, yeah. So I had issues with my partner at that time because he absolutely wanted the role of Trimagasi, and I told him no. I said, you have a very strong French accent. And there is over three hundred loops there. Uh, you, we're gonna hear your accent. Trimagasi doesn't have a French accent. Don't do it. He's like, yeah, I want to do it. I want to do it. Well, guess what? We recorded him. Then there was the first time and the only time in my career as a producer where the client wrote and I said, we have to recast. We don't like that. And I'm like,
1: well, I you told did say- you. Did
0: and that. oh yeah and then he was so not honest with the feedback that he was like well my casting didn't tell me I'm like excuse me
1: oh, I told
0: on. you 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 know yeah, yeah that's the kind of guy I was working with so you know I had to get rid of him happen um, can you can you explain yes.
1: to the people that might not know what what the whole dubbing how it all works like for a Netflix or for a movie like that Explain yes, it
0: it, it it is a it is a very specialized process. It's mm. uh, it's it's difficult. Okay, the, the first thing you do is like the client sends you the proxies, the videos. Yeah. Right, and they send you also the subtitles of the film in English because, for example, if they send something in Turkish, I don't speak Turkish. I'm only bilingual French English. That's all I do, and a little bit of Spanish. Mm-hmm. So once we have the subtitles and the proxy. We send that to the adapter, okay, who's gonna put the subtitles in the software we're using is called voice cue, okay, okay. that software is gonna help my adapter to type the real word, like for example, if in the subtitles we have the character saying uh, "Hello, how you doing?" But the lips of the actor is. The sense of it is saying, hello, how are you doing? But in Russian, he's saying, Bleh. so you have to find something that's going to say, who's up?
1: Right. So it's going to be, hey, how are you so doing? So it's going to match. Right. It
0: matches the lips, the sync.
1: Shit, that's hard.
0: <laughs> that's hard. It's called adaptation. <laughs> yeah, and wow. that's a talent. That
1: and is a talent. And those people
0: yeah. without a good adapter, you will have a bad dub already to start with. So you need a good adapter. Once the adapter is working on this stuff, we work on finding the voices. We watch the proxy, we hear the voices, we look at the personalities of the actors and I'm like, oh, okay, I know this voice for this, this voice for that. I'm excellent at this because I'm very human and I have a great ear. I'm extremely fast. Bam, bam, bam. I'm very fast. And then we need to work on the coordination, the production. Once we know which actors is going to do what, when it's approved by the client, different client, Amazon, Netflix, HBO, Hulu, they all have different ways of doing their voice talent kit, which to me is a little bit of a waste of time. When you know somebody's going to be good, it's going to be good. You don't need 10 people to approve. But anyways, right.
1: uh, you have yeah. to ju-
0: some people have to justify their salary, I guess. So once it's casted, then we work on coordination and start to schedule. OK, once it's scheduled, you decide who's going to direct it or you do that during casting too. who's going to direct it. It's going to be sound engineering it. And then you start production and recording. Wow. And you are defining why with voice queue also is helping you to define the number of loops you have per characters. So by defining the number of loops, you define the amount of hours you're going to need the actor. Mm-hmm. So see, yep. five big elements you need to have good adapter. Good actors, good cat, well, good actors, good uh, director, voice director, good sound engineer, and the content. If the content is good, you have a good chance to do an amazing dub. Now, if the film is uh-uh, you will be able to raise a little bit the, the level of performance in English, US, but you know, if the content is beautiful, then it's going to be amazing in English. You know, it's very hard to do a hundred percent perfect dub, it doesn't exist because. The difficulty of this movement, like, for example, the Turkish, they're like right here. So feeding the lips is much harder. But the Dutch, for example, they're very much like the American. They drop the jaw. They barely, mm. they barely articulate the mouth. Mm. So you see, it's much more different. The French also. If So, but somebody American speaks much more relaxed. So. You know mm-hmm. it's it's complicated. Turkish is very hard. I noticed uh yeah, um Russian can be tough if it's very passionate in the talk,
1: oh, so you're not just doing Spanish and French, you're doing other other any
0: languages any languages, right. any languages into ah. english u s as long as I have the English subtitles to give at least a base for my adapters, okay, because my adapter i mean. Again, you know, it's easy for me to find a French American adapter, Spanish American, English, uh, Italian American, but go find a Turkish one or a Russian one. That's harder to find. Yeah. And adapting is very new too. It's a new skill, so we need time to have people to train themselves Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. you need to spend at least ten hours in front of your computer a day if you want to do an adaptation.
1: So So can you do adaptation? Is that is that a skill you? I'm guessing you know. Can you teach? I know how to do it.
0: I know how to do it, but I don't yep. want to do it. It's not my. It's not my. It's not my specialty. I don't want to spend ten hours in front of my computer on the on a software. It's too much yeah, yeah. for me.
1: Yeah, you want I, to be I directing. That's that's
0: directing, all... voice casting, or yep. acting. Yeah. Uh, uh, the adaptation. I have a lot of respect for for it. I'm. I can help people to learn how to do it, but I. I don't do it myself for projects.
1: No. 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 So, talk to me how you landed the role in Call of Duty because. Yeah. Is this, this isn't your first game, is it? As you said, you've done a it's few before. It's my first game. It is your first game. Okay. Wow. <laughs>
0: so, you man, see, it's like, insane. it's insane. Like- 20 years ago no 25 years ago i booked my first american film it was titanic and then 25 years later i booked my first big film it's uh, my first big game it's call of duty it's like the chick doesn't have a big career but she has some big she goes big she goes big
1: far (laughs) right. so my goal
0: my goal sweetie is i'd like to book something big but on camera that, that I'm ready to go back on camera. So I'm going to try to nail a series that that's, if I if I nail it, because, you know, I, I would love to um, be back uh, with the team and just and just not to have to worry about anything, just knowing my lines and, and having fun with the actors a bit and goof around um, and know the yeah. family atmosphere But I, I for it, a yeah. series, for a series. So you just really explore. You really explore your character you know so that's an old dream that i have that now i assume to have that's so good. maybe the, to being being on call of duty is going to help that to get to build my credibility so I, i'll tell you how it happened so i'm at home uh last december and i'm doing also you know voice audition because the story with the atlas lady heather yeah. is that after i did all those productions and i did a lot of Even though I was a voice supervisor, I did a little bit of like roles, dubbing roles. So I started to edit my little voice dubbing demo. And I was the first one doing that. And now I help my actors to do that. So, Fanny, I love your demo. Help me, help me. How do I do it? <laughs> <laughs> so we're like, okay, hey, you gotta you gotta take the content from Netflix. They don't like that, but hey, you know what? Now it's in the platform. It's accessible to anybody. So you can do it. You don't like it, but you can do it. And you know, teaching them how to. We have to do that all the time. You know, with yeah, big yeah. big names, we are. Uh... So I, can I, imagine, I yeah. sa- yeah i sent my demo to, to to heather and i'm like well i said would you take me in your agency i said i think now i'm ready to audition and she's like not only i was gonna say yes before seeing this but now i'm seeing it and she was like this is so funny so she loved it she, she took me in her agency and i started to audition and, and atlas
1: atlas are a great talent agency as well they're
0: very smart from What I've like, heard, yeah. Yeah, at the beginning, I really, you know, first, you, I'm, I'm always paranoid because I, I have a tiny bit of an accent. I really have to concentrate to drop my, uh, to drop completely my accent to sound absolutely American. And when yeah. you audition, when you don't have anything, like, it's not like dubbing, you cannot imitate and forget yourself in the character. You just have, you know, an Excel sheet, you know, so... Mm. Uh, It was hard. I was insecure. And uh, they're not going to keep me. They're not going to keep me. They're not going to keep me. But I think that because she knew, she respected me. She gave me time. And her team really listened to the stuff. So she started to target more where I was supposed to be. You know? So I have naturally, when I talk, I can have a natural authority, strength. And I can go older than my age. I can be very intense. You know? And da, da, da. So they started to, you know, send me more stuff like that. I start to audition, and I do my little auditions in the morning. I send them over, blah, blah, blah. They start to send a lot. They want to know what I'm capable of doing. And I start to book. I start to book some French commercial. I start to book some animation a little bit. And then I have a friend of mine. He was a director of mine when I was uh, dubbing producing in Burbank uh, for Roundabout Entertainment. Wolfie Troche. His name is Wolfie. Uh, Smart kid, very young. Excellent director. Uh, he's been in the voice and in the looping business for a while. I hired him as an actor, as a director, because he said he said I want to work with you. I'm like okay, honey. I said what have you done? And he's like this and that. But I said I want to learn with. I want to work in your teams. I'm like okay. Well, we worked. We did a lot of projects together. We had an incredible um, collaboration, and uh, he was putting me behind the mic a lot too uh, when I was supervising the productions. And then he sends me uh, last December this audition. It's called Mastodon, so it's a code name. When there's a code name, it's a big name, but they're hiding. And there's an NDA, blah blah blah. And he's like, "Well, it's like you will be perfect for it. You need to keep absolutely your European accent. Don't change a thing." And mm. basically, there was some uh, battlefield dialogue. You know, stand by. Yeah, stop. Yeah, copy that.
1: So did that give you, you a hint?
0: You know, like yeah, yeah, like starting to, you know. So there was no, not projected, more projected, and then very projected, mm. throwing grenades, motherfucker. You know, like very, like my neighbors are gonna think that I'm crazy. <laughs> you see what you're you, like, you doing?
1: Your neighbors are gonna go, what the fuck? <laughs>
0: well, that's that's. War zone. Uh, you
1: know? Yeah, that's war zone. That's it. Yeah, no, hundred percent. I, I make
0: you laugh. That is so cool. So uh, I didn't scare you, did I?
1: No, no. But I am uh, going to use that clip. All right.
0: <laughs> so, and I think you know Dan because Wolfie, I know him. Yeah. And I, I i start to audition in my booth with my husband. He's recording me. Yeah. And then we do it. We do it. And I'm like, okay, we good. I think we have it. And then I leave the room and I come back. I'm like, honey. Let's do it again. I need to take it further. Like the energy I just gave you right now. You know, I'm like, this is what he wants. And because it was my friend Wolfie, I I think I felt very secure and confident. And I wanted to give to give the extra mile because I knew I wanted him to be proud of me. You know, and I wanted to give back because we've done so much together. I was like, I want you to be proud of me to give me this audition. So we do it again. And then my husband goes because my husband knows very well about video games. I know shit about it. And he's like, he's like, babe, I was hearing the warrior there. You were there, and plus, he was. They were asking me to add French, a lot of French. A little bit of French in there, Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, very French, natural stuff. So I do this. My life goes on, and then in May, so six months later. Shit. I'm actually back to roundabout entertainment, just to direct a project. I'm directing a gig, uh, dubbing for. You can look at it on Netflix. It's it's called Off Off the Hook.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah it's, I've a heard of it. it's a comedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a
0: French comedy. It's so hard to dub. They talk nonstop.
1: Oh goodness me!
0: And sometimes I have <laughs> twelve characters around the dinner table. <laughs> And many times, I mean it oh, was
1: very Oh man, that's tough. But
0: yeah. it was very hard. But as I was <laughs> directing this, I'm getting this email from my agent saying, Hey, they want to give you the role of Callisto for Mastodon. I'm like, so it was six months ago. I'm like, what is so I look at my husband because I was working with him that day, he was on engineering for me for that project also, and I was like, Honey, what's Mastodon? He's like, he has an amazing memory, you know. My husband, he's like, he's a computer. Isn't it that thing you did for Wolfie in December? True, true story, huh? I'm like, <laughs> ah, yeah. I think that's what it is. So I call Wolfie, who is in the same building as me that day because he's directing another gig. <laughs> and I'm like, "Hun, was it you who casted me for Mastodon? He's like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Did you get it? I'm like, what? I think I did. Yeah. I just got a a message from my agent. And he's like, like, let me come and see you. Because he was in another ADR. He comes in. And Wolfie is very calm. Very warm voice. Always calm. This kid is 60 in his head. But he's got the the beautiful body and mind of a 28 years old. 30 years old now, I guess. So I guess maybe he's 31 now. Yeah. But And he was excited. I was like, honey, what is it? He's like, well, it's big. I'm like, Max is like, please tell me uh, and he said well i can't tell you guys because if i tell you you know i'm in trouble i'm like well <laughs> it's gonna stay between us but we gotta fucking know because you, you, i'm like max looks at him, he's like don't tell me it's call of duty and he's like yes it is and max was like <laughs> and me i'm like i don't i don't play video games I don't yeah. criticize it. I have, lo- I have a lot of friends of mine do it. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm, I, I cook the pastas, you know, when people play. I I, I roll yeah, the points, yeah, yeah. you know, but I don't <laughs> yeah. I don't really play it. So yeah. we're all excited. I call my agent and she's like, yeah, actually, she's like, I advocated for you for this. I pushed you for this. And then they hired Wolfie, uh, Warner Brothers. Uh, no, it was not rather. I, I recorded at Warner Brothers, but. I don't think one of brothers was responsible of the casting and, and I said, but Wolfie was hired to cast. So full circle, she pushed me, my friend pushed me to give me this audition that I nailed because I, I did a really good job and then I got it. So the process after that is very basic. It's uh, three months later in August, I had four sessions mm-hmm. of four hours of recording. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Monday, Wednesday, and Friday of a certain week in August I recorded. And uh so you start with the easy stuff and then more projected and then the last 30 minutes you really go and give, you know, full on uh projection. Mm-hmm. Um I had three different directors. Really? Uh the first wow. session was amazing because the writer was here
1: was that brian bloom or no no
0: eric something
1: eric okay
0: such a smart guy yeah i loved working with them because you see they also had some lines written in french and i was like guys uh you know i'm french french right i'm the real deal so Can I tell you when it's not good French? Or oh, they're like, please, 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 if you can help us to make it more real. So what I really enjoyed, and it's always, we always go back to the same thing, is we collaborated together. Mm -hmm. I was Mm. not like the actress is like, oh, I hope they can like me. (laughs) No, it was just like, guys, we don't (laughs) say that in French. We say this instead. Like, oh, okay. So they were taking notes. I was spelling to the script. uh, The script. um,
1: That's great.
0: uh, yeah, the, the, the script lady was there, lovely woman. Yeah. And then the fun part was when for the cursing words, <laughs> they wanted real yeah. stuff. So um, I'm like, guys, uh, we don't say that. It's like, oh, what would you say instead? I, said, I, I would say, well, and I go like, for example, we say, putain, putain. And they're like, oh, we like that putain. What is it? And I said putain means whore in French. But it's the equivalent in English of fuck, fuck this, fuck that, fuck me, fuck, fuck, fuck. So if you put putain for the French, your people, it's really going to ring in their ears. They're going to feel at home. Every French people use this putain everywhere, all the time. It's like tell an American or an English speaking person to never use the word fuck. It's not possible. Yeah. You're at least going to yeah. use it once a day, you know. So, <laughs> yeah. But that was super because I was like, wow, they trust me. We collaborating. I'm recording. And then now I see my husband play it. And I'm like, oh baby look. look they this, <laughs> this is Peter. Oh, look, baby. It's my sentence that I told them to rewrite. They did it. They kept it. So and we did so much. So I yeah. can tell that they are uh with the trust and the collaboration and the power of the performance that I gave, uh it's paying off.
1: Oh yeah. People are loving this character. I don't know if you know the-
0: No, I don't know uh, much. to Tell me, tell me.
1: No, they're loving it. I've got a few fan questions here as well, if you don't mind asking. Um, Of
0: course, of course.
1: uh, Answering, sorry. Button Zilly, he says, uh, what was your favorite line and why? I love Callisto.
0: Thank you so much. Uh, My favorite line was, well, it's very short. Okay mm. guys, it's like we, you know, it's not that we go deep into the psychology of the character, okay? It's very Yeah, they don't give you degree. much backstory, do they? A little bit, A you little know. Bit? Okay. A little bit. I know that she was uh they say she was French Spanish now in Bios that I see. I was told mm. that she was French, but that she studied with the American military. Yeah. The interesting thing is that my best friends in Vegas I'm military people. We're talking special operation people. We're talking like high level. So when I told my best friend Bob Roberts, actually, who is retired special operation, he knows stuff that he won't he's not able to talk about within the next fifty years. Okay. The guy is like he's my best friend. Wow. When I told him I was in Call of Duty, he had tears. He's like, Do you know how much this game kept my sanity going? Is
1: that you know? special for you? Yes, because uh,
0: yes, because it's not that I'm pro-war, but I have lots of respect for those soldiers that it takes so young. A lot of the time they have amazing potentials, but they come from poor education also. And the, the military takes them and say, OK, we're going to make you the best person you can be with that potential. And mm. then you're going to serve us. Serving them is where I have issues because I don't believe in all that politics and the fucked up world we live in. I don't like our system. I don't Mm. like our politics. I don't believe in anything now anymore that Mm. I read, that I see. I think everything is fake. But for example, Bob Roberts with what he saw and what he went through as a kid, if he didn't go to military, he would have turned really bad for sure. There's no way you can turn good with what he saw, what he went through as a kid. No way. So... He's very thankful to military and also his potential was so amazing. He's, you know, they feed you also so much knowledge, education wise, you know. And when mm. you're special operation, also you treat it more special. Like you have like ability to enter decompression, decompression spaces when you come back from the war. Regular soldiers don't have that. Oh, you just have PTSD and you deal with your shit. They don't treat like that the special operation people. There's a whole different treatment. It's all because mm. they're special. Mm -hmm. You know, so I I have so much respect for my friend because his mind doesn't work like the other's minds and his generosity and what he gives now to the kids that he's helping to train. Also, same thing, kids who don't have much family behind them, they don't have much good education, but they want to learn with Bob Roberts and Bob Roberts gives gives them real discipline, real respect for themselves. And whether they be they go in the military or not, after that they'll get something real and good for them, mm. you know, for their own growth. So, uh, my favorite sentence—it's hard to tell—that uh, Callisto said. Uh, I would say, uh, as clean as a guillotine.
1: Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> so she's doing a headshot. Oh, you do a headshot with
0: her. If she's okay. doing a headshot. I don't Your think head's that... gone, she's like, clean as a guillotine. I like
1: Ooh, that. Oh, that's a that's a nice one. Uh, Aruna, any tips for voice acting? And how does it feel to voice a well-known character in a massive game that's been played by over 25 million people? <gasps> Did you know that? No. <laughs> yeah. Warzone has been played by 25 million people in a week.
0: Could you... Yeah I like. we we going to share okay I'm going to send you some stuff and but can you share me some articles and things you find about it
1: would you yeah, do that yeah, for me of course because
0: yeah. I'll, I'll be very honest with you um my life is changing right now in a good way but I want to put more time right now into writing mm-hmm. So I I have to focus on my social media my writing and You got a lot on your plate yeah Well yeah. I want to do more things for me now
1: Yeah you good know, on you I, good on you
0: Yeah it's it's time so I I don't have time to find all those articles about Call of Duty. And if you can send me some, that would be lovely. Alors, uh, the voiceover acting world, uh, it will only depend on the plan that you have for yourself and um, the discipline that you're willing to put into. Because of the pandemic, the wonderful thing that happened is like a lot of people now work from home. And yep. I help people to still develop that working from home, having your booth, da da da. Mm-hmm. Uh, the competition is fierce. Mm. If you're in between 25 mm-hmm. and 40, and if you're a woman, uh, it's going to be much tougher. There's too many women in this uh, world, and less, still less female characters. So you're going to have to give it a double push. Uh, older people will get better chances to be casted. We need more older voices. And if you want to become a voiceover actor define exactly what is your niche. So if you have a very young voice, if you are 25, but you sound still like a teenager, good for you. Because hiring uh, a teenager that is under 16, we need to have a SAG teacher, for example, in studio to verify that everything goes well. You know, mm. uh, If you sound 24 but you still sound like you're 15 or 16, is great. For example. So younger voice are good if you're older. If you have something that's different, like if I, t- I was talking to you like that, for example, right? But I'm always talking like that, right? So that's a niche. That's a great niche for animation. Because she can be like this, like, mom, why? Oh, she can be an old lady. <laughs> and she can do animation.
1: <laughs> Sorry, you're making me laugh. Uh...
0: <laughs> you know, so that's good for yeah. animation. Define yeah, your yeah. Niche. Define what you're good at. Okay, no. now that you know, you need your website, you need your demos, you can create your own demos, you can create your own like fake little commercials by yourself with GarageBond. Mm. You put a nice little music. Like, My mom said that I did very well at school today. So I got a vanilla yogurt from Da Da Da. And then you put your little music and a like, commercial, I put that on your website. Oh, she's got a commercial for kids. I created it, but you got to start with something. Yeah. Don't yeah. wait to be hired. To prove that you've done something. Get smart. Get behind your mic. Have fun. Create your own stuff. Your own content. to us. advice. People.
1: Great advice.
0: Yes. Yes. And that's also a cheat sheet. Uh, and then never take anything personally. If you start to audition, they don't call you back. People don't have time to tell you why they didn't give you the job. Okay? Nothing personal. Know that if you don't get cast, it's never because of you. And if you, if you get cast, it's rarely because of you.
1: All of a sudden,
0: your voice ends up being here. And it's like, oh, well, that's what we were looking for, Taker. Because they lost the voice they wanted. Because Mm -hmm. the voice you have is actually now better because they just did some rewrites. It's never about you personally. You've done your audition. Forget about it. Forget about it. Just do more. Mm -hmm. Just do more. And social media. There's a lot of websites. Where you need to get together. Voice of, I mean, you know, the Google is full of like you know information on that. Voice, uh, go to Facebook and find the groups, uh, IG groups and TikTok groups and all that bullshit that takes so much time but is necessary. Problem Brilliant. with social media, you get lost in it. You know, it's a it's a job nowadays. Now working on your social media, making your communication in social media.
1: Yeah. Have you ever done any mocap before? Is that something you'd you'd look to be doing? Um, yeah, uh,
0: I've I've done facial mocap. Like they, they were putting dots in my face. Oh yeah, and, uh, I've done that uh, with Solid um, Solidanime. It was a wonderful virtual uh, studio in Paris. Uh, now I know a lot of actors that are doing mocap because I hire them for voice and stuff. I watch their stuff. I watch what they do because I'm a next dancer. I'm attracted by it, mm. definitely. Uh, it's very difficult. I mean, technically, I think I would be capable of it. Uh, but to be honest with you, I'm, I'm, I went back into you know uh, working my body and stuff. I need to get a little stronger physically before I could uh, pretend to give my whole uh, emotional and physicality also. It's very physical. I'm attracted by it, but I'm not quite ready, physically. Yep,
1: Yep, I understand that. Uh, What was the most challenging part of doing Callisto, Um, Fanny? Uh, the say? most
0: challenging thing is this, this famous last 30 minutes you have where you're going to have to scream a lot. And the directors oh, are, yeah. are paranoid because, you know, there was in the past, there was a lot of um, issues with video game actors losing their voices after sessions. And, you know, when you lose your voice, you know, you hit your vocal cords in a certain way. It will heal, but sometimes it doesn't go back entirely the right way. And it's not good for your vocal cords to lose your voice. You know, you 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 broke them. You hurt them.
1: You know? Have you had that happen to you, or were you okay? No, because I have yeah. some technique. Okay. So
0: the technique, I have some singing techniques. So oh, it was. Yep. I had to f- watch myself. Uh, So because there was a a lot of issues in the past with people losing their voice now, they're doing much, they're they're, they're much more careful. Okay. They really try to protect the actor, but they still need you to fucking yell. So (laughs) it's about. uh, Pacing yourself and projecting from the stomach. I'm going to give you an example. If I go from my throat. And I'm going to say, throwing grenades, okay? If I go yeah. from my throat, I'm going to go, throwing grenades! It's all here. But if you ask me to do it 10 times, I'm getting tired. Already, you see? Already, I'm creating something here. Okay. Now, if I do it from my stomach, throwing grenades! It's a, the, the pitch was a little, came up a little higher there, but the force was very, very direct. And it came, mm. the breath came from my stomach. So I just had to accompany it with my breath, but I didn't have to stress my vocal cords.
1: Wow, that's, right. yeah, I get it, I get it. Right? It's, it so, sounds too complicated for me, but I understand it. I it, ha- I, it all
0: has to do with the, the, the breathing um, exercises mm-hmm. that you do also, you know, you learn how to do when you sing and all that stuff. So that would be the danger. That would be the difficulty, I think, for one of those characters. Now, uh, the rest, it's like I kept always, I was always moving in front of my mic. And you see, I'll send you the picture. I have those two little antennas, those two mics coming from my headphones. So I could move and they would stay with me, right? Uh... So I don't have to worry about where I'm going to be. But I had to keep the physicality because you're always hiding. No, yeah, copy that. Stop it. Yeah, you know. So I have to keep that physicality. Yeah. You know? So keeping the physicality and protecting your vocal cords when you scream, I think are the two things that uh, can arm your 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 throat or your performance if you don't pay attention to those details.
1: Amazing. Is there anything you wanted to say to the fans before I let you go, Fanny? Um, you've been very <laughs> generous with your time today.
0: Oh, you too. Well, um, it's nice. It's my first interview.
1: Oh, my pleasure. My pleasure. Is there anything uh, you wanted to say to the Call of Duty well, fans in particular?
0: I um, thank you so much for uh, supporting Kelly Stowe. She's very strong and she's very, very proud to, uh, you know, just do what she has to do and and give you amazing uh, warrior sensations. Keep playing me because uh, I recorded this with all my heart. So thank you, guys.
1: Oh, I can tell. I can tell, and it's really translating around the world. So we really appreciate your time, Fanny. Um, can I can I get you before I let you go? Can I get you to say something to Dan from Callisto? Is that possible? You you won what? Can Callisto say something to Dan? Is that possible? Okay. Yeah.
0: All right, Dan. It was so nice to be with you today. I appreciate your intelligence, your humanity, and also I felt so incredibly comfortable with you thank you for giving me giving me this chance and whenever you need to talk man i'm your girl
1: <laughs> <laughs> thank you thank you patty You're welcome. i really appreciate it I will- thank you so much okay. for the time i mean it thank was a real so pleasure for- real pleasure yeah
0: yeah me too I, I felt incredibly comfortable with you and you know um i just love to create my network with those kind of people so i'm your girl i know you're here for me too um okay okay, my dear oh good take care thank you